from our studios in the Southern Food and Beverage Museum in New Orleans, welcome to our special Louisiana Eats podcast series, Tammany Taste Quick Bites. I'm Poppy Tooker. There's a lot more to a successful wine business than just growing grapes. Monica Bourgeois and Neil Gernon are experts on that topic. The two wine lovers met while working in the New Orleans hospitality industry. They gained retail experience managing bottle shops before transitioning to wholesale wine distribution, making great California vineyard friends along the way. Together, Monica and Neil identified a void in the wine business. They began to imagine a way to combine special blends, artistic and fun packaging, and what they call great juice at reasonable prices, which is how Vending Machine Wines was born over a decade ago. When these two locals learned that Louisiana's only premier winery, Pontchartrain Vineyards, was for sale, their ambition grew. Wandering along North Shore country roads, we happened upon their newly named Wild Bush Farm and Vineyard and stopped in for a visit. right here at Wild Bush Vineyard. Would you give us a tour? Absolutely, we'd love to. Um, so we can start in here. This is our tasting room. When we purchased the property, which was Train Vineyards, they had it set up to be an old Tuscan style tasting room. Everything was sort of these terracotta colors. The whole place was very, very orange and red tones. And we just sort of wanted to update it a little bit, make it a little brighter, a little bit more modern. Um, so yeah, so we went with some navy charcoal and white, just sort of, bright, I think, brightens up the, uh, the tasting room. There's a lot of people that are fans of regional wineries, so, you know, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, those guys all come through and they all stop in and pop in and see what's happening in Louisiana, in Southeast Louisiana. Someone earlier from Virginia was here. And, yeah. So, and they, and they were talking about the wine world in Virginia, you know, it was pretty interesting to, you know, talk to them. Yeah. So. Although Monica and Neil are still South Shore dwellers, the dedicated pair figured out a way to sleep over at their new vineyard. This is our storage area, and this is where Neil and I occasionally sleep when we have to do work here. We threw a bed back here so we'd have a place to stay. We just got our first wine for Wild Bush approved, the label approved, so we've been back here labeling the bottles. Um, Yeah, so this is just the storage area. So this is our actual winery, our functioning winery, and we have the tanks here that we hope within the next couple years we fill up with grapes that we're going to have to be purchasing um, from other states and maybe some Louisiana uh, vineyards if they have some fruit for us. But yeah, this is where the magic happens. Our tour continued out into Monica's magical new garden. When we purchased the vineyard, 
This was just all sort of blank space and I really wanted to create um, a cozy and pretty environment for people to come sit in. So we made a little sunken garden. And then I'm very involved with and a big true believer of native plants and things like that and pollinator friendly plants uh, mm -hmm. for the for the pollinators in Louisiana. So we have a lot of native plants. This is my little cut flower garden filled with what I think are pretty unusual flowers just for, for fun. And I'll be collecting those seeds and then offering them to people. I started a little seed and plant exchange here on Thursdays. So um, cool. we have Louisiana irises, native azaleas. Uh, this is some salvias, some frog fruit, which is a native ground cover. This bloomed for you today. This is a poppy. Yeah. <laughs> so I put some poppies and I didn't know if I could really grow them in Louisiana, but it bloomed today just for you. We moved out into the field where they have been hard at work planting. So these are our 1800 blueberry plants. And man, you know, the weeds grow about as fast as you, uh, yeah, they do. you pull them up. So, and I'm trying not to use chemicals, right? So this is going to be a very labor intensive project, but a project of love. We're going to have really delicious, I think. We're, our goal is to make some sparkling blueberry wine, which oh. is, yeah, yeah, in a dry style, not super sweet. And um, I think we could do that. It's going to be great. So these are um, rabbit eye blueberries, which are pretty specific to our area. Um, and so we want to infuse those with some of the grapes and things like muscadines. You know, people either love muscadines or muscadine wine or hate muscadine wine or have never had muscadine wine. It's a very specific sort of flavor. So if we can take some blueberries, which just add all this really, you know, beautiful blueberry fruit. Everybody loves blueberries pretty yeah. much. <laughs> and sort of do co-ferments and different co blends. with grapes. With so grapes. So we want to try to push the envelope of what wine is because everyone thinks of wine is just grapes. But we want to push it where... We can use the, the blueberries and the grapes together, co-fermentum, and make a wine together in unity. And also, we, we're going to have bees, so we might throw honey in there. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. everything's going to come. Yeah, if we add sugar to our wines, we're hoping it's local honey. That's really what we want to do. So just yeah. keeping it all here. Just before our arrival, Monica and Neil were preparing for Jazz in the Vines, their big weekend concert series in the Vineyards Fields. And Pontchartrain Vineyards started this tradition 23 years ago. And they started with the spring concerts and they would get local, regional musicians to come and play. And everybody comes out, we have food trucks and we have the bar open for wine and people bring, they bring their fest chairs and they bring tables and they bring picnics and some people bring candelabras. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> but because we're out in Bush, which is, you know, pretty rural. Yeah. You can see every single star in the sky and it's just amazing. Oh. It is, it is unlike, anything I've had in my experiences in Louisiana. You know, you feel like you're just at this different place. It's so quiet. It's so pretty. And you just hear this band and you have your little setup and everybody's dancing. You know, it's like a little mini jazz fest. It's, uh -huh. uh, it's a really beautiful experience. I couldn't wait to get Monica and Neil out of the fields and into our air-conditioned studios for the full story. We began, well, at the beginning with their first business venture, Vending Machine Wines. Well, Neil really led this wine obsession. He was the wine buyer for Dickie Brennan's um, Bourbon House when we met. And I was working at Mr. B's Bistro. And I was there as a hostess at the time, eventually moved into being the bartender. But that was also through Neil's passion of wine. Um, yeah, I was drinking just 
like most people drank at the time, inexpensive wines that had a good little label uh, label on them and a little sticker bio or a rating or something like that, you know. And Neil sort of said, that's that's not how you buy wine or fine wines. And um, But yeah, he, I always say he kind of screwed up back then because he started introducing me to Barolos and really high-end, beautiful wines. And I fell in love instantly and was no longer a cheap date <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah we both started off in restaurants here in New Orleans and um, and then we kind of went into you know I think I was a sales rep and Monica went into running a little bottle shop and in 09 we decided we had so many great relationships in Napa and in Oregon really oh and yeah we, so we met Christopher Vandendriesch whose family has White Rock Vineyards and it's in Stag's Leap in Napa and um, he was married to a local girl um, named Sarah and we just formed this really strong relationship he was making wines off of his vineyard his brother was the vineyard manager his dad was running the the tasting room and the back operations and Christopher was making the wines and we loved what he was doing. He was making very Burgundian and French-style wines in general. His cabs were like Bordeaux, you know, and his Chard- Chardonnays were like Burgundies. And and we thought, this is unique. We had been selling a lot of high-end Napa wines for a long time, and none of them had resonated with us like these because, you know, Napa has a, a pretty consistent flavor of profile, and Christopher's were not that. And um, we just sort of said, you know, Christopher, we love what you do. We have ideas. We want to make some wines that are unique. We've been in this business a long time, and we feel like there's something missing in the space, you know, some really unique blends, um, a little Louisiana flair. And, you know, he was he, he considered it, and then he came over. He and his wife came over for New Year's Eve one night, and they brought uh, Bellinis with caviar and champagne, and it was great. You know, our relationship, our partnership started there, and we started talking to him about what we could um, make off of his family's vineyard that would be uh, unique to us. And so our first wine that we came up with was a wine called Double Shotgun. And we, Neil and I love the underdog varietals, so we love Cabernet Franc and we love Petit Verdot. And these are grapes that are 3%, 5% in Bordeaux blends. Um, and we really thought they were such beautiful grapes. We wanted to give them their own platform. And so we were like, let's do a 50-50 Cab Franc Petit Verdot. He was sort of saying, oh, you know, I think that sounds really interesting, but I think we're going to need to put some Merlot in there for the mid-palate or some Cab or, you know, and we said, no, 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 let's make it. Let's make it 50-50 and see what happens. Well, we made it 50-50, and he was just like, okay, I got to tell you guys, this is... This is great. How in the world did you come up with this name, yeah. Vending Machine Wine? Well, Vending Machine Wines is 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 kind of like our idea is that you can get anything out of a vending machine. So it makes our umbrella basically unlimited to make anything, any crazy thought we have. We have no walls in front of us to do it. Um, the, the labels of our wines we find are very, hey, look at me, like candy wrappers, in a vending machine, you know, because in a vending machine, the, the products are kind of competing to say, yo, you know, come come check me out, right? Um, it was funny because when we first started, you know, we were making this wine that, you know, and we knew the Shard would do well and the Cab would do well, but we didn't know how a double shotgun would be, you know, embraced. Yeah. But we sold out, <laughs> we sold out really fast in this town. I mean, and it was like, 
you know, the thing that made me realize, okay, it wasn't just friends buying wines from friends just to, you know, okay, that's my buddy. Um, they would reorder. So that's when we realized, yeah. okay, we we're, we're ha- we have something here because it wasn't like, like you know, a buy because the label looks cool and we can get into that too. But, uh, you know, it, it was more of a, for us, exciting that, oh my God, they ordered a case and they ordered another case a week later and they ordered another case the week after that. So we're like, okay, the wine's not, I mean, we were worried that we'd have to drink 50 cases of each of these wines, right? Which we weren't worried. I, we, well, we, we were happy we make to. the wines, so we love them. If nobody buys them, we can drink them. Everything's fine. And so, you know? yeah, so every time we make anything, you know, we've never really taken money out of vending machine. It's always gone back into developing more diverse wines than what we already were doing and to you know make more of some of the stuff that got more popular right yeah. which um which is oddly enough our biggest selling wine is probably the weirder blend the weirdest blend that we do you know for vending machines you can't help but spot the wine on the shelf because mm-hmm. the labels are outrageous so our brother-in-law grant Sheck snyder is an artist and that's uh, neil's sister's husband and we had gone up to chicago where they were living at the time when he had a gallery show and we walked into his gallery show, and he had done a series. He had done a porn series. <laughs> <laughs> so he had done a porn series, and each painting was eight feet by eight feet. It was in your face, massive, these paintings. And Crooked Mayor is one of them, and Lula's Revenge is one of them. And, you know, this is probably in, gosh, it was 2008, 2008 I yeah, guess. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, and we are looking at these paintings and just going, oh, my God, these would be the coolest wine labels, you know? And it was kind of like the throwback to when you would see something, art or something you'd say, that's, or you'd hear something you'd say, that's going to be my band name or that's going to be an album cover or whatever. So we just said these are wine labels. And, you know, as soon as we had sort of sealed the deal with Christopher, we were like, okay, Grant, can we buy those paintings? We want to use those on the bottles. And he was like, absolutely, this is this is really cool. And then we just started saying, okay, can you paint us a new label for this wine? Can you paint it? And he, and he became our artist, and he paints us unique paintings for all of our wines. And, um, yeah, he's, he's great. He's awesome. In Louisiana, we can't grow grapes here. Like, what's right? up with that? <laughs> Explain yourself. Yeah, we're so excited, and you're absolutely correct. It is very, very difficult to grow grapes in Louisiana. Um, but last year, I went out to California to make some wines with Christopher for, for a vending machine. Um, so I went for a harvest and stayed and made, made wines. And I kind of came back just with this really, a whole bunch of excited energy that I was, the whole thing going out there, being a part of the process, more involved in the process. Um, you know, I sort of just started thinking, I want to do more of this. And, you know, Neil was so excited and, and we saw, you know, the, there was an ad or a, a write-up in the Times-Picayune about Train Vineyards being for sale. Somebody forwarded it to us, and we sort of like, oh, man, you know, that's a little bit crazy. And um, we haven't thought about, I mean, we just hadn't thought about Train Vineyards in a while. And we said, let's go, let's go check it out. Let's go see what it looks like out there. And we went out there. It was, it was so beautiful. It was a little bit of a mess, but it was so beautiful. And we just sort of were like, this is, this is, can we do, you know, can we do this? Can we actually do this? And I had been involved in gardening and growing some food and being involved with, um, native plants and things like that and had been really exploring those those uh, those thoughts of gardening and I said well you know we might be able to do it if we get away from trying to make 
traditional style wines out here. You know, if we plant some native fruits, if we, we can do some grapes, um, we can definitely do muscadines. They love it in Louisiana, you know? And then we started introducing the idea of like pawpaws, mayhaws, persimmons, pear, certain pears that grow well here, certain apples that grow well here. Um, and fruit wines, I really believe are sort of the, the future. I think, yeah, so <laughs> so we're also going to be growing some other grapes like Blanc de Bois. And, yeah, and, um, hybrids that have done, that can survive. That can resist that can the stuff down there. Now, the other thing before, I, I, most importantly is, you know, as experimental as we've been with vending machine, we are really going to push envelope of what wine is with Wildbush. I mean, we're going to literally, you know, put some fruit wines with no sugar added with grape wines and, you know, and maybe even honey from bees that we have on the property. You know, it's really going to be a fun, experimental, you know, just like no rules which has kind of been our thing for a long time. Yeah, so, the only it, rule is going to be to try to make some tasty adult beverages that work with who we are, where we are, the foods we eat, and things like that. Yeah. So I want you to explain to me how exactly you imagine the taste of these fruit wines that will come from Wild Bush. Right. Well, Neil has a saying, whenever he has a wine that he just, it's full of fruit and fun and excitement, he calls it adult Capri Sun. Adult Capri Sun is how I would just, that's the easiest yeah. way, because everyone knows what a Capri Sun is. They're fun fruit yeah. box, you know, yeah. children, but I mean, yeah. you got a little bit of hail in there to make you feel good. Right. You know, little mama helper. What year do you think that we can be looking for these? How long will that take? My God, you just planted the blueberries. I know, I know. It's going to be at least four or five years before we are producing wines from the vineyard. Um, in the meantime, though, we're purchasing fruit, um, and we will be making the wines from the, that fruit in the winery there. So we're going to start to experiment bringing in those fruits from um, other local producers and, you know, just trying to keep it as local as possible. The first year, this year, we are sort of splitting off some of what we do with vending machine into wild bush. It's our, it's our best way to do it. Um, and then following up with, with looking to other orchards. There's tons of orchards in, in Louisiana, tons of blueberry orchards and things like that. So, um, yeah, that being said, you know, the first wine we're releasing is 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 um, you know has nothing to do with vending machine. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's an Oregon wine. Yes. <laughs> oh. So um, yeah, so that's pretty exciting, and we have you know. And so you brought along a bottle of this new release. We yes. did. So this is an unreleased new release Correct. that we're going to preview right. here. Yes, that Future wine, hand labeled lovingly. So of course we had to have a taste. Neil popped the cork and handed it to me. <gasps> so there's a little crawfish on the top of the cork, and what's the phone number about? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we were, you know, we decided to go without foils on all our bottles uh, a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And because the foils, you know, they just cut my fingers when I'm opening a lot of bottles, you know, and they don't really do serve a purpose at all to me. And so when we take away the foil, you can see the top of the cork. So we had to come up with something to look, to give the cork a look on the top because you see it, right? Um, so we're trying to think of something in Louisiana you could open a bottle of wine with if you had no you know, screw cap, but I mean, you may be able to find a crawfish. So <laughs> I feel like if you had a good enough crawfish claw, you could open up a bottle of wine with it. So we drew, a, 
I drew this little crawfish claw, and it you know came. We drew a we drew a second line umbrella that didn't work, but the crawfish claw yeah. worked for us. And so you know, there's a lot of Easter eggs in our labels for vending machine. I mean, our Chardonnay is called Lula's Revenge. It's L O U L A, so it's Louisiana abbreviated twice. And the revenge is how we come back to our way of life, no matter what hits us. Um, you know, double shotgun isn't about the weapon; it's about the architecture of our homes here, right? Um, anyway, but the phone number is my phone number because we do weird things. So I think it's only fair if you have a question to be able to reach out to me. It's 504-481-7154. So you can either text me or call me. Um, I have not gotten anything inappropriate. For a while now. Yeah, okay. That's fair. I mean, you definitely have, but it's been a while. It has been a while. Mostly it's people at restaurants taking pictures of the bottle with the food they're eating, which makes me so happy. Yeah. Um, it is, it is it is funny and exciting, but Neil also gets 2 a.m. texts. The phone goes ding, and we're like, oh, somebody's feeling Somebody's drinking our wines. <laughs> yeah, they're feeling themselves, and that makes yeah. me feel good because I'm helping them feel themselves. Yeah. You know? I mean, they're having a good time, right? What sort of missives do you get at 2 a.m., Neil? Usually just kind of drunk texts. <laughs> and I'm drunk drinking your wine, and it's great, awesome. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah In that's... the early days, when we were a bit younger, you know, in 2009, 2010, and you would get those texts. You'd be like, well, where you at? Let's go. Oh, I'll come meet you. Well, and they, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would call, and I tr- my thing was, if someone called, I'd try to keep them on the phone as long, where they were like, man, this person's a lunatic, you know? <laughs> Um, one time, I te- someone texted me. They're like, "We're at August. We're enjoying your wine." I'm like, "I'm a block away." They're like, "Come on!" And they bought me dessert. So tell me about this wine. So we are in Louisiana. We're coming into summer, and it is uh, you know warm. So this is uh, not going to be a big, heavy hitting Cabernet from Napa like Crooked Mayor. This is going to be a lot lighter. There's going to be a lot of like, um, well, first off, the color alone is it's more like a plum. Like if you, or a fig, like if you were to squeeze figs and get that fig juice probably look a little like this. Um, but the notes on the, on the nose, first off, is pretty fun. It's almost like, it's got a little zippiness to me in the nose, like almost like it might be an effervescent wine or something. Well, it's, it's, it's a little Beaujolais-ish. Totally. And we, you know, this is a wine that this... You know, I pour it, it's not chilled, but I mean, this wine, it would not hurt with a little chill on it. I like a wine, a red wine that's a little colder, especially in Louisiana. Especially in Louisiana. So. Please tell me, who's this cute little critter ah. on the Wild Bush label? He kind of looks like a little baby goat. Yeah. He is a little, he baby, is a little goat. baby goat. <laughs> so the name of this wine is called The Kid's Got Heart. And a, a baby goat is called? A kid. A kid. Yeah. Oh. So that's the idea. So I drew this picture. This doodle basically, and uh, and based we, on my dad's goats. There you go. My dad has these two little pygmy goats that we are so smitten with, Buddy and Bella. I think Buddy is the one I like. Yeah, <laughs> Buddy looks like a Saints fan. Yeah, yeah, it's got the Saints colors, black you know? and gold and white. Yeah. Oh. Um, but anyway, also the kids got hard is a a, a line from a song, um, and this song called "Feather by Feather" by Smog, which is an artist that we really enjoy, and um, and and that's kind of like the last thing he kind of says in the says in the song is the kids got heart. T- tell me about. St. Tammany Parish and what being there means to you all. 
St. Tammany Parish has been so good to us. It was a little difficult to navigate the permitting process with them, um, but overall the people have been amazing. Everybody has welcomed us and adopted us so quickly. Everybody's so happy to see that the vineyard will continue on. It's a place that so many people love. They go out there with their families, and um, and it's and they've been going there for years and years, and they see the concerts. We do some concerts out there, and they just are thrilled that we're going to keep it going, keep it alive, keep it a winery. Um, We've been reached out from the college. It's oh, yeah. We worked with Southeastern, the marketing students, the senior marketing students. We were their senior class project. So um, that was really cool. Yeah, it was super cool. We got to go in and talk to them about what we were doing. And we and they did business plans for us, eight different business plans. Um, and, and they had a lot of fun with it, too. I think usually they get a different type of business, you know, to, to do their project. Yeah, they had their senior project was yeah. a winery, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, could, exactly. You know, that's cool. Before I let them leave, though, I had to check out a rumored sighting of a mystical, mythical monster at Wild Bush Farm and Vineyard. I heard a rumor there's a Sasquatch over there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Silly Billy. Silly Billy the Silly Sasquatch. Billy Silly Billy the Sasquatch. Sasquatch. <laughs> Where might you spot him? Yeah, go ahead, baby. You take this one. Well, <laughs> Neil's favorite thing when giving a tour, the tour ends in the bathroom because out of the bathroom windows, you can spot, spot Silly Billy the Sasquatch. Yep. Hanging out, lurking in the woods. And at night, he, he is always uh, lit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, a, he and a bunch of other folks. I he's imagine. kind of a pervert. He hangs out by the bathroom <laughs> windows, <laughs> but he's silly, so it's fine. fine. He just needs a helmet. He doesn't know what he's doing. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been such a good time. Definitely. We're coming back to visit again soon. Great. Please, yes. that'd be awesome. This has been such a pleasure. Thank yes, you so thank much you so for much. Us. It's amazing. to Monica Bourgeois and Neil Gernon of Vending Machine Wines and now Wild Bush Farm and Vineyard. Stop in for a visit at the Wild Bush Tasting Room just off Highway 1082 in Bush, Louisiana. The Tasting Room's open Thursday through Sunday, noon till 4 p.m. And don't miss Jazz in the Vines happening annually in both spring and fall. To learn more about special offerings and events at the Vineyard, visit their website, wildbushfarmandvineyard.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate us on your preferred listening platform. Big thanks to our sponsor, the St. Tammany Parish Tourist Commission. Stay, play, and get away on the Louisiana North Shore. Discover the bounty of the bayou and rich culture from award-winning chefs, soulful mom-and-pop restaurants, extraordinary bakers, and creative mixologists. Request the free Explore the North Shore Visitor Guide today for inspirational stories, custom itineraries, and event information at louisiananorthshore.com guide. This podcast was produced by Blake Longlinay for Poppy Tooker Broadcasting.